This is episode 126 on becoming the captain of your life. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, for Division One Summer Forever Athlete and your personal performance coach, helping you find your flow. Today, we discuss control and being in charge of your life, stepping into being the creator of your life rather than a passive consumer and why doing so elicits more flow on a daily basis. Who doesn't like to be in control? We all like to be in the driver's seat of our life, and sure enough, when we are, or at least we feel like we are, we experience sensations of flow on a deeper level. That's the feeling we are all after, because it's when we are in this higher state of consciousness that we feel the most alive and connected. When I was working my first job out of swimming, I was a mortgage loan officer who specialized in cash-out refinance mortgages for veterans. It's a mouthful. And I know it's a super sexy job title we all grew up wishing was ours. I learned a valuable lesson when it comes to my performance in that role, and more importantly, my feelings towards my performance while I was there. The job itself was pretty time intensive with with work weeks ranging in the 60 plus hour range. When I first started the job, the expectation from management was that you worked two Saturdays a month and you had the other two Saturdays off to yourself. The weeks where you'd work a Saturday shift, you got out a little bit earlier during the week, and the weeks where you had that Saturday off, you stayed a little bit later during the week. Either way you sliced it, you were hitting about the same hours of work each week, regardless of how many days you were actually working. There's two things you should know about me by now. I hate not being good at something, and I hate to lose. Those are great motivators for me to get into work and go above and beyond what most people will do, and that's the approach I took to starting this refinancing job. I didn't study this stuff in college, so I threw myself into the work to make up the ground on those around me the best that I could. I saw the value in each rep that I could take on the phone as practice and feedback towards getting better. This eventually led me down the path of coming into the office on Saturdays where my team was completely off. Nothing excites me more than willingly choosing to put in the work that others won't. That's what lit me up about the 4.45 a.m. swim practice and why I still wake up early to this day. I thrive in the environment where I feel like I'm doing something while others are sleeping. This is a common thread among high performers and a powerful flow trigger to be mindful of in its own right. And I was in the freaking zone, ripping phone calls and answering emails in the office when I was the only one there. Plus the fact that each customer I could check off meant getting a step up on my competitors only further fueled my flow sensations at the time. I was rolling a few months in, and management was starting to take notice of my stats. They were impressed by my work ethic, and I was rewarded with fancy lunches with the Admiral and sweet tickets to go watch the Ravens on Sundays. And I won't lie, it felt good to receive some recognition for the work that I was doing, but it wasn't the reason I was doing it. Most athletes don't get into the grind of their sport for the MVP honors or the gold medals. They're nice additions to the resume, yes, but they aren't the primary driving factor behind why they do what they do. My intrinsic drive was on par with how I felt during peak swimming career until one day, like that, it wasn't. We received news that we are now expected to work a third Saturday each month and encouraged to take more lunches at our desk. I call these now sad desk lunches. Just in case a customer needed something mid-turkey sandwich bite, we could help them out a little bit better. In an instant, this unstoppable desire to get better just went dark. I was no longer making the conscious choice to do more because management was mandating we do more. Does anyone else have this problem when someone comes in and tells you how to do your job a little bit better when you didn't even ask in the first place? This often stems from our sense of autonomy being questioned or taken away in this case. 
When my internal motivation was fueling my choices, it was mainly because I was the captain of my life. I felt strongly that I could choose what I did on a daily basis, especially when that meant putting in some extra reps. However, once those extra reps became the norm, instead of me having this desire to continue to go above and beyond, it had the reverse effect on me. I wanted to do less than I was doing before. This isn't because... This is because my sense of autonomy was being taken away, it was being questioned, and like that, the air in my sails got sucked out in a flash. Autonomy, having the freedom to operate how you want, allows your biology to work in your favor, which increases the likelihood of flow as a whole. And when our autonomy is suppressed, it becomes harder to get into flow. Why? Because you can't force flow. It's something that happens when the correct formulas and processes are in place. And ironically, what this company did to try and help increase my performance numbers stopped my performance dead in its tracks. Sure enough, it was only a few months later that I decided to quit because I couldn't bring myself to even pick up the phone when it rang at work. Isn't that pretty wild? I knew that each phone call could lead to a commission check, more box tickets to watch the Ravens, a quote-unquote better life than the one I was living, and yet I would just let that phone ring. I didn't want to answer it because it felt like it was no longer my choice to answer it. I went from being motivated to just moving through the motions every day. A lot of us know this story all too well. Some of you might be living as the main character in the story right now. So what do we do when our autonomy is sucked away or being questioned? I recommend first taking a step back and assessing why we're feeling this way in the first place. Is it because of something external? Like how in my case, management was now requiring something of me that I willingly did before. Or is it more internal? Like the struggle maybe to say no to things and you end up with so much on your plate that you feel out of control on what you do each day because you just have too much. Trust me, I've been there too. Highlighting the root of why you're feeling boxed in allows you to choose where we go next on our journey of finding flow again. For my scenario, my first option should have been to go to management and let them know how this decision impacted my workflow and asked if there's any room for operating there. Now, depending on the company, that could feel like a futile effort. And trust me, being 22 years old, that definitely was how I felt at the time. But closed mouths don't get fed. So if you need something, you're going to have to speak up about it. I'll let you in on a company culture secret as well. If they aren't receptive to even hearing you out, you need to get out and quick because that's not a flow conducive environment for anyone involved. If the root is more internal, I need you to take a look at what your core values are and prioritize yeses to yourself in those areas. I often say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. If you can live into that, I guarantee your feelings of being in control will skyrocket to new heights. And here's how we want to make this practical for where you're currently at. I want you to create your ideal day based off of reverse engineering from those core values. This is the exercise I go through with my clients that unlocks a serious sixth gear of operating because it immediately puts them in the driver's seat of their life again. So here's how you do it. You start with four non-negotiables to you. Those go in as your anchors to your daily calendar. And ideally, you want to set these up as recurring events every single day around the same time each day if you can that makes sense based off of your biology, how you operate best. Once you have those filled in, you'll fill in the other parts of your day, like your work hours. Just this process alone is signaling to your subconscious to really get behind you being the creator of your day. Prioritizing you 
before work also helps you live into this living to work mentality instead of working to live. And if you want more flow in your life, you have to wholeheartedly believe you're living to work. When we are able to clearly see what motivates us, what is important to us, and prioritizing it in our life, we create a dangerous flow formula that gets us results with more consistency than anything else out there. And if you're looking to get into the driver's seat of your life again and have no idea where to start, I have a small number of Find Your Flow one-on-one coaching spaces available right now. We work together to find your exact flow formula that arms you with the resources to accomplish almost anything, helping you create on-demand flow and performance that works in the boardroom, the playing field, and everywhere in between. I encourage you to apply today at coreycamp.com. And if you're a good fit, my team would love to flow with you. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life. And it starts with putting you back in the driver's seat of it. I will see you all on Friday.